Hey, good afternoon, 68 friends and family. We uh, welcome to the Sunday Mixdown. This is uh, Whitman Tolan, pastor at the church on 68, and this week we're doing something a little bit different. And uh, this past weekend, I had the opportunity to have uh, Tommy Rawlings preach, who's normally on this side of the microphone, and uh, really brought a very significant, and I believe a timely word. And uh, so we're going to mix down this week with me doing the questions and dialogue, <laughs> and uh, just for a little bit, uh, a little bit of fun. So, Tommy, good to see you this morning. Good to be here on this side for once. This is a little different. <laughs> That's good. Hey, so I, I, one, I want to say thank you so much for your willingness to and your responsiveness when I asked you to, to minister this past weekend. Uh, without a shadow of a doubt, you just you know straight away said yes. And not sure if you had anything yet or not, but uh, but I think in in when we say yes to the invitations, whether it's you, you know what I was going to say from the Lord, not yeah. necessarily just from me. But when we say yes to those invitations, I think it puts us in the position to then receive rather than trying to say, well, do I have something? Then I'll say yes or no. <laughs> so, uh, but I was just curious, after I asked you, uh, would you just share it a little bit uh, with our listeners, a little bit of the process that you went through post-yes and prior to, to your preaching? Yeah, uh, it was interesting because uh, I said yes and I kind of had some ideas in the back of my head I usually do but it wasn't a, not like a fully formed something but it's it's interesting because uh, as I said yesterday once I said yes it's like okay God what is it you want me to say what what should I talk about um, and hoping that his answer had something to do with some of the things that were already in the back of my head <laughs> but uh, it was interesting because then when when that uh, you know pastor friend of mine said that uh, he saw Israel's armies and, and uh, the Philistine armies facing each other there in the valley and, and uh, they were using the same weapons and uh, that I don't think was the focus of his conversation but that just really struck me and it's, it's like okay God that's that's really uh, you know something that that God was dealing with with me on mm -hmm. so to be able to kind of expound a little bit about uh, what God was showing me from that or through that, um, and then taking that kind of and, and working it into uh, some of the ideas that I had. The, the concept of Joseph, uh, I think, is one that I've had back there for many years mm -hmm. because Joseph is somebody I can relate to. Right. I think we all can to some degree. Yep. It's like uh, things just don't seem to be working out. And I'll, you know, I remind myself frequently. Uh, Joseph probably felt this way when he was in prison. Yep. You know, he couldn't see the promise and couldn't see what was coming, uh, you know, how God was going to fulfill his promise right. to him and how things were going to work out. Um, but uh, he did. And it's interesting to me as I kind of went through the story in more detail. It's, uh, it's very interesting how God actually brought that about because mm. there were some pretty complicated things that had to happen yep. for that to happen uh, so let me ask you this and again i, I want to get more into the uh, <clears throat> you know that that aspect of joseph's life and promises given and the space between the promise given <laughs> and the promise realized but I, i'm curious how in your thinking how did you get from uh you know this the story of david and goliath and in the philistine army facing the the uh children of israel and their army, how did, 
how did you get from that story into the story of, uh, of Joseph? That, that's pretty intriguing to me. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that really had to do with the context of our current circumstances and the current situations we find, uh, you know, the isolation and, uh, uh, you know, not being able to meet. And there's a lot of uncertainty about the future. And uh, I, I think that those are probably emotions that Joseph dealt with as well. Yep, good. And so that was kind of the leap for me was, um, is there an example, a biblical example of someone go. who uh, used or, or had an opportunity anyway to kind of look at things the same? Um, and I think part of what really struck me is just Social media, yep. I guess. I, I don't spend a lot of time on social media, but uh, the time I do spend, the thing that I've seen is the response from both my non-Christian friends and my Christian friends is all the same. Wow. Um, and it's it's pretty much the, the worry, the fear, the uncertainty, and it's not a certainty that God is in control wow. or I think maybe on some level there there is some of that, but the prevailing yes. mindset is oh my yep. what's what's going to happen and uh, so that was kind of the leap between Excellent. using the same weapon and Joseph. And going through th those different emotions. I think you know uh, I, that's really good and again I was just curious. I was like man that I mean it, to me that's what's intriguing is, is how, how you know differently and we can pull back just a little bit one of the things that I realized that God is raising up in this hour is is the beyond the concept of the functioning of the fivefold ministry gifts or the five right. office gifts, but to really um, uh, n not just highlight but begin that there's gonna, there is coming some expression in the context of one place where each one of those giftings and and I never want to limit anybody. I don't think God wants to limit anybody to the uh, the anointing that you're called to walk in. So I would never want to say, Hey, Tommy, you're only a teacher, but obviously your teaching gift, the way that you brought us. Yeah. And my wife was like, you know, Ressi's just like, man, it's just amazing how Tommy pulled all those things together. So one, I think the part of the benefit of your ministering on Sunday was the, the reality of here is a, um, uh, within the same call, a, a different expression that really complements as opposed to contradicts. Um, so thank you so much for that. So thinking about the, 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 the journey of a promise or a promise given, a dream given from the Lord, uh, and I think you touched on it so well, you know, how often we can be, uh, we can lose sight of that right. in the midst of a current crisis. And uh, so uh, I think, you know, when we find ourselves, sometimes we, we find circumstances are contrary to the Right. to the promise right. it seems like we're going god says i'm calling you this direction <laughs> and then it's absolutely bypassed the very first bypass was when joseph's brothers uh chucked him into the pit and <laughs> right. uh and, and and sold him so talk a little bit about that well that's you know that's interesting i i usually come up with these things from personal experience but i don't believe that i'm the only one mm. who, who deals with these as well um Personally, I know that, I mean, I've had a, a relationship with God since I was very, very young, grew up in the church, and, and Dad was a pastor, so grew up in the ministry. So uh, I think God and I have always conversed, mm. and, uh, but it's, uh, it's not been what I thought, yeah. not been what I expected. 
um, you know, when you got a call into the ministry and no doors of the ministry seemed to be opening wow. and you think, did I really hear from God? Right. Uh, you know, and, and so you begin to question and when things don't seem to be working the way you think they should be working, um, I guess, again, similar to Joseph, if, uh, if they aren't working out the way I thought they should, well, then God must not be listening or must not be doing his part. And uh, I'm doing what I'm supposed to, God. Why aren't you? And I think we begin to question uh, too much, Yeah, <laughs> I think, when we don't see things working out the way we think that they're supposed to work out. Yeah. Uh, it, I think what was interesting is how you also uh, tied what each one of those seasons potentially developed in Joseph to prepare him for where he was yeah. going. And I think more often than not, we, we hear something from the Lord. You know, I've got friends that they, they feel called to plant churches and therefore they get this idea. Oh, all you have to do oh, is yeah. this, that the yeah. goal is that dude, it, it, you know, a, a, a dear friend of mine one time said, he said the thinking about the call to ministry, he said the making of a man of God in preparation for mm -hmm. something like that, it takes way longer and costs way more than people ever realize. And yeah, often yeah. it's in that process that because it is not the instant or it's not the clear path, right. they find themselves maybe um, either trying to manufacture the promise in their own strength yeah. or giving up on it altogether. Yeah, and, and I think that's easy to do. Um, again, we try to help God out a lot. Yeah. Um, I know the when I really sensed that God had given me a clear call into a specific area of ministry, uh, in, into music and worship, and I, um, it just happened to coincide with the exit of our worship leader. And so I approached our pastor just absolutely convinced that the reason wow. I had heard from God right now was yep. because, the, I mean, man, it just fits. This <laughs> God, man. And I remember the words of my pastor were, you're not ready. I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, what do you mean? I have heard from God. Wow. <laughs> you know, how can I not be ready? God told me. And, and you know, so, so um, I how think. How did you process that? Sorry for interrupting. How, how did you process What was your first thought when he said, you're not ready? I've been doing this for years. Wow. Um, uh, not on the scale, I, I think, of, of the worship leader. I'd been leading worship for youth wow. and had developed a, a sizable, pretty successful youth band mm. uh, for the youth. So it's not like I had just you know come up with this out of the blue and had not been doing it. So my first thought was, <laughs> really, how dare you? Wow, yep. <laughs> you know, I, are you kidding me? Um, I'm more than ready. Yeah, and, and looking back now... Do you? Do you <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember when my pastor told me that, and I said, "Man, I feel called to plant a church." It really sensed it, and he goes, "You're not ready." And I, I mean, that <laughs> brought up everything on the inside of yeah. me that actually <laughs> testified to the fact it does. <laughs> that I wasn't ready. And man, come on. So how, how grateful we should be, um, you know. And I think that touches on a whole nother thing. Maybe not time for today, but uh, that. You know, sometimes having men and, and leaders in our life that have the courage enough to, right. to say, hey, you, you know, you're not ready. And, and understanding in the relationship 
that they're actually saying that out of care, out of a sense of word of wisdom, yeah. out of a sense of yeah. godly experience. But but so sometimes we we get this idea as long as it's a yes, then then you know then then that's what God is. And sometimes it's a maybe not a no, but you're not ready. Right. Well, and that was kind of the other uh, the other side of. Uh, my message yesterday was just because you do everything right doesn't mean that everything turns out right. Wow. Uh, which was a, a new concept to me. Yeah. Uh, again, we tend to think of, of God blessing us, and, and it's kind of this uh, God's favor is in exchange for our obedience. But obedience doesn't necessarily equate to, uh, yeah, the straightening of the road and, really? and, and removal of all the obstacles and it. It doesn't mean that everything works out, again, the way we think it should. That's really good. I, I remember, you know, several years ago, uh, we, church was probably nine years old, and um, we really had, to the best of our ability, been obedient. Mm -hmm. And not that in, we would actually say we're exchanging o obedience for ease, but you do have this thing in your mind, well, if I'm doing what the Lord asked me to do, right. there will come some sort of stuff working out. And, and, uh, and, and then... Uh, that w that led us into probably a three-year season of that did not seem to add up to obedience equals this. You know, yeah, we, we, you know, yeah. our whole staff resigned. The church grew from, you know, 800 to 200, maybe even <laughs> 150. You know, my wife had some health challenges. It like church finances, everything. And it was like one of my biggest struggles was processing. But Lord, I've been obedient. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now, ten years on. After that, looking back, you see, wow, God, what you're working right. uh, in into my heart in that season. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think the things that are developed in that season uh, are necessary for the seasons to come really good. as well. Uh, again, I, I, I probably wasn't as ready as I thought I was to jump into a position like that yeah. at that point in, in my life. Uh, there were some things that needed to be developed in me uh, humility was probably <laughs> right <laughs> and, up there near and, the top somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and that, that I'm telling you, life has a, has a way of uh, of bringing that about. So let's fast forward to so the first uh, kind of seeming detour with uh, Jacob was uh, Joseph. Jacob. Joseph. Joseph. Um, the first detour was his brother selling him into slavery. The favor of God was on him. He ends up then moving into this incredible. Uh, mm -hmm. place of responsibility over the chief um, of all the warriors uh, in Egypt and over his whole house. And then he was lied upon, like right. he walked in integrity. Right. He lived right. And, uh, and that seemed to, uh, you know, then based on, on uh, a lie, really, he, right. he was thrown into jail. So, you know, processing betrayal, processing... You know, but God, I'm I'm living right. I'm running from sin, and yet seemingly, got, you know, got caught in that. Yeah, and, and that's one of those things. Again, it's uh, uh, easy to be misled. Mm -hmm. I think um, we live in a, a formulaic society, mm -hmm. uh, especially in church culture. If you do this, this, and this, your mm -hmm. church will grow. Wow. Um, you know, if you want to have successful small group ministry, here is the template for a successful small group ministry. And uh, so it, it's easy to uh, it's easy to be be fooled into or, or, or pulled into this mindset that uh, you know what this isn't adding up. 
Yep. This doesn't work the way it's supposed to work. Um, and I, I'm projecting, it's not in the Bible, but I'm imagining that Joseph probably had some questions when he was falsely accused and yep. thrown into prison. It's, it's like, wow, I was doing a great job. Um, obviously, the guy recognized that there was some potential here and God's favor was on me. And, and I thought this was God. Yep. Um, maybe it wasn't God's favor if I've been thrown into prison. I, I just imagine there are all kinds of questions. I know for me there yep. would have been. Um, so I'm projecting a little bit onto Joseph, but yeah. I, I, it's human nature. Human nature. Yeah. That's really good. I think sometimes, you know, I have found we can look at a passage of Scripture and or even several chapters, but we read it in the context of five or hmm. ten minutes. But that passage of Scripture could span the life of, as you said yesterday, minimum 27 years, I believe, was the thing. Because, you know, when the famine was going to come and, right. and the bow down was going to happen. Um, so, so I think it's easy for us to look at that and almost like read the cliff notes and think that, that it's not going to take that 27 year process. Yeah. Um, next little bit of betrayal was, so he gets thrown into prison. Then he interprets dreams for two of the fellows that got thrown in from, Mm -hmm. uh, Pharaoh's, uh, uh, you know, close knit officials. He interprets dreams and just simply asked the question, hey, guys, would you just remember to kind of, you know, mention me? And, uh, and it was two years later after that. Yeah. And um, that then, then finally, you know, he had the opportunity to, to stand before the king and, and interpret a dream. Um, so I think, you know, looking at the story of Joseph and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, how um, all of these different things, I think they, they're not just Old Testament Bible stories. I think they're right. human nature testimonies of the different things that you and I walk through. What would you say to maybe someone who's listening right now who feels like they've got a word or they've been given a promise um, and circumstances seem to not, not only uh, not moving that direction, but maybe going in the opposite direction? What would you encourage uh, or say to some of our listeners who find themselves in that situation? Well, I would say... Uh, <laughs> Kind of like Joseph did. Actually, I would, I would think of another Old Testament story. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said uh, when they were uh, being prepared to be thrown into this, this furnace. And uh, I, I found their response interesting. They said, our God is able to save us. Mm. Okay, that's, that's faith, first of all. God can do it. But then they, what they said was, even if he doesn't. Good. So God can but he may choose not to. Wow. It doesn't mean he can't. Good. It means that he may not. So even if he doesn't, we're still not going to bow down Come on. to your idol. So I would say, you know, if it's a promise from God, it's going to happen. Good. I mean, God doesn't lie, and that, that's, just, that's just the truth. Uh, uh, Joseph didn't see the fulfillment of his for at least 20 years, uh, maybe longer. Uh, but it's going to happen. There's not a, a promise in the Bible that God made that Good. he didn't keep. So I guess what I would say is hang on to that promise. Um, God does say to remind him every once in a while, Good. not that he forgets, but maybe sometimes we forget you know, a little bit about what he has said. Yeah. So remind ourselves and remind him, hey, God, remember. Remember you said, yeah. um, and hang on, hang on to that promise. I, I've got a friend who was... Uh, um, feels, senses a call into ministry as well. 
and uh, I tried to warn him away, but he hasn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Hadn't> heated. <laughs> he hasn't heated that warning. He actually just jumped into a, a, a full-time ministry position as a senior pastor, and uh, you know he's had a, a, a promise from God, um, just um, reinforced by several people who don't even know his situation, um, and uh, he's had this promise from God, and he's one of those people who just senses not only is this not happening. Uh, it actually seems to be going the opposite direction. Wow. And uh, now his promise from God was conditional. Mm. So God said, I need you to do this. Yep. And uh, he struggled with actually letting go enough wow. and not trying to help God out. Yeah. Again, human nature, it's, it's kind of what we do. But he struggled with not trying to help God out. So I would say listen to what God says, Good. be obedient. Don't help him out, yep. um, and that's an easy mistake to make. But Abraham, you know, uh, Same. yes, uh, this promise with, with Isaac and, and tried to help God out uh, with Hagar. So don't try to help God out Good. because that doesn't, that doesn't really help. Yeah, that's, I think, about, you know, some of the maybe young folks feeling called to ministry or, or really business, whatever it is. But as we grow in our relationship with the Lord, I think there's some things not that you're old, but you are older. You've been doing this for a while. You've mm -hmm. been walking with God for a while. You know, my, my prayer is, is that, again, not like, you know, we, through relationship, we have to earn the right to communicate. Right. But I, I think, you know, sometimes human nature is that we, we kind of get full of faith and excitement and we start, you know, walking into some territory yeah. where if you think about, you know, even the reference, he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, generationally the thing in Malachi right. says I'm going to turn the hearts of fathers to sons and sons to fathers you know I think that that when, when we can honor and learn and listen from those who have gone before us uh, that doesn't mm. take anything away from us right and right. I think you know it, that we find ourselves sitting and saying okay what did you learn in these seasons and so you know I, I do think and just kind of maybe zooming way out I think in with all the mess that's going on in culture and the world today, all the uncertainty, all the fear, yeah. uh, I do think that uh, I know that Jesus is still building his church. He's still, the plan of God is still right on track. Why? Because he's the author of it. And, um, and I think as we stay attentive to his voice and those that he brings into our world, right. uh, I, I believe that we can hand the baton well so that those coming, yeah. the generations coming yeah. after us can can run the race well. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that we have been conditioned culturally uh, to not respond to is this generational aspect of mm. God's promises. Um, I think over the last uh, decade or two, um, we've kind of been conditioned uh, to think rather selfishly about God and God's promises. If God's promised me something, then it has to do with me. And so we, we tend to internalize and individualize God's promise instead of thinking, um, again, Joseph, he wasn't told when. Yep. He was just told, he was shown that his brothers would bow down. And it took a long, long time for that to happen, uh, you know, pretty much his life. Um, and we don't tend to think of things that way if God said it. Well, you know, our microwave society says, well, God, where is yep. it? It should happen now. Wow. Um, and when it doesn't, that's when we get into trouble. We, we, we start trying to help God out and manipulate situations and circumstances to work out the way that we think God, you know, told us that it would. Um, without ever, I think, even giving a thought to the promise that God gave to us may not even happen during our lifetime. It yeah. doesn't mean that, that God 
lied. I mean, yep. Abraham didn't see his promise. Yeah, come on. Um, He's he not sitting here with us right now. No, no, he didn't. He didn't see that promise, <laughs> but it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. It did happen. Yeah. Um, so I, I think just beginning to look at things a little differently and not so selfishly Good. again, I think will help us begin to process better some of what God says to us. That's good. And I think, you know, we'll probably run a little bit out of time for today, but I think that maybe in, uh, in the next time we get back together, I think talking about that aspect, uh, you know, I think about what God's done here at 68 when he said, that's your building. Well, he saw all the other things that needed to be taking right. place in this building. Yeah. Not, it was not 68 centered. Hmm. It was his purpose centered. Right the region so exactly. well thank you so much uh tommy for again this past weekend thank you for your insight i, I really do uh appreciate and value your gift i think it's uh, as as time goes on and different giftings continue to rise i think our church body will continue to grow and be healthy and mature and uh yeah. so hey thanks for joining us and uh if there's uh, any questions that you have you can send email to sunday mixdown at the church on 68.com And uh, as always, we love being with you. Look forward to hearing from you. And uh, until next week, have a great one. Take care. Great. Thanks.